Welcome to those 2AM talks. We're just two girls in our 20s having 2AM conversations at every time of day. I'm Alessandra, the A. And I'm Michaela, the M. We have honest, challenging, and engaging conversations about what it's like being two girls trying to live life, navigate our relationships, and be grounded in our faith. All right, hey guys. Hey everyone. (laughs) It's your A. And your M. And we are back with another episode. And this is a... This should be an interesting one. Yeah, we're talking about taboos in Christianity, the religion, for reference. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So, Michaela, is there something you want to tell us? Okay, so I think we're starting off defining what a taboo is. Yeah. Okay. So, a taboo is a social or religious custom prohibiting or forbidding discussion of a particular practice or forbidding association with a particular person, place, or thing. Yeah, and I think when we when we got ready for the episode, we were talking about there are two main taboos we want to kind of talk about a little bit today. Mm-hmm. It's taboos like when you're in the Christian community, so like I guess a group of Christians, like yeah, a church, and then the other one was taboos outside of the Christian community. Like you might be the Christian in a your group of non-Christian friends. Um, so yeah, so we would be the taboo. Yeah, I guess. Well, I'm the, I'm both taboos. Yeah, I mean well, sometimes I'd be wondering. Is in this day and age now, is Christianity even that much of a taboo anymore? Like I don't, well, especially in the South too. Like there's so many uh, Christians here, but there are Christians everywhere. And I think even before we get into it, Christian is such a big word. That's true. I had a conversation once with someone that there are people where there's a difference between I think believing in God and like and just saying you're a Christian because you believe in God. And then I think there's a Christian where you're actually a practicing Christian, where you are practicing what you read and learn from the Bible, like more so like obedience to God, not just belief that he exists. My thing is, I don't even think, I think there's like a hundred, like only like, I think there's just so many different types of Christian because I'm, I had so many tell me once they were like, I told them I was Christian and they were like, you don't seem like you're Christian. <laughs> and I was like, why? And she was like, you just don't seem like the type mm. but like in a complimenting way which was the bad mm. part she was like oh. like christians are like stuck up or just like super judgmental or just like not like f- loose or fluid and i was like oh okay i think even within the christian community there are different levels of like maybe there are more quote-unquote devout christians like i feel like there are different types of christians that we feel more comfortable around Mm-hmm. Like, there's one person I know where I feel like this person, I don't know how to describe it. Like, he might feel, I don't know. I feel like we feel like a certain level around Christians who are maybe a little bit more worldly sometimes. So worldly? Worldly? What does that mean? So, for me, I think in the Bible, there's often references of people who are in the world or of the world so when i say worldly i mean have adapted more of these worldly practices that maybe isn't like traditional for a christian if that makes sense yeah i I think there's levels to the worldliness there have you have the devout christians maybe the devout christian girls who will only wear dresses go to church every sunday praise like 
30 times a day. And then you have so, Christians who believe, eh, drinking's okay, cursing's okay, sleeping around's okay. That's a little bit more of a worldly Christian to me. To, oh, okay, we're gonna disagree a lot. <laughs> so I don't even like to use worldly versus the vote. Like, I guess I don't like the world. The, I know it's worldly and secular, but I feel like when you categorize a push, like a group of Christians as worldly, it's from a negative, like, they're closer to the world and away from God, which I get. But for me, when I think about the range of Christians, I like to think liberal and conservative. Conservative being more strict on what they are willing to believe outside of direct text and liberal being, they're going to stretch it out. <laughs> Some people might stretch it out, maybe past its recognizability. I'm Quote me on that word, copyright. But I think there are people in the range of, but they all might identify as Christian but I can't say they're more or less Christian because like my definition definition of Christian might be different than theirs might be different than yours but yeah wait let's so let's let's say this mm -hmm. if you had to say what being a Christian means to you what would you say to you specifically um I think being a Christian and honestly, I think it's just something I have to think more about for myself. So yeah. I want to be careful about what I'm saying because it's it's like, I feel like something that I'm still trying to figure out. Of course. But I guess as of right now, being a Christian for me means developing a closeness with God where he is the one leading my thoughts and my actions and both in obedience to God. So not just... I know he exists, but I also want to be obedient to where what he's leading me to do. I want to make sure that I'm reading his word because that's where I believe a lot of his instruction comes from. But I also want to make sure I'm maintaining a certain prayer life so I can hear both his word and his instruction through the Bible and through my intimate time with him. Okay. What about you? I think for me being, and I guess I'm in the same sense of like, this is what it means to me now. To me right now, being a Christian means that I love God, um, that I live my life in a way where I try to reflect my character based off of his character, which is, I feel like, a loving character. <laughs> I don't always have him, but, you know, the patience, the just forgivingness, just, I think I make it more about the character um, aspects, and I think having an intimate relationship with God where I can, like, pray to God, I can talk to God, and bring like my worries and know that regardless of whatever happens I can trust in God and have my faith and know that at the end of the day like not things will go in my favor but God has my back I just don't have to really worry or fear except in like fear him you know what I mean mm -hmm. in terms of reverence in a way where it's like I just have a lot of respect and love for God and then we don't have to get into the God thing but I think obviously you can guys can assume we're talking about God <laughs> um but like I guess when I say that God is like one God you know and like from a more traditional Christian, like, you know, God, you know, gave his son Jesus and sacrificed his life for ours, for our sins, like that God for reference. Um, it's funny that you make that distinction because to me, there's only one God. Yeah. And I guess I say that because I, you know, I have friends of other religions and I think people reference God in different ways. And I think just me personally, I think when people refer to God in whatever realms or whatever religions, I do think there's one entity. That's just me. I don't know if you feel the same way, but there are a lot of similarities with, with a lot of different things. But 
Um, I don't want to get too far down the barrel, yeah. but the taboos, which where do you want to, where do you want to start with the taboos, the taboos among the Christian community or the taboos outside of the Christian community, like kind of about Christians? Um, it doesn't matter to me. Okay. You? I'll flip a coin. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to flip a coin. I'm going to say heads or tails. And in my mind, I know which one is heads and which one is tails. So, okay. Um, heads or tails? Heads. That's the taboos about Christians. Okay. Like amongst Christians. Okay, taboos amongst Christians. Okay. So do you want to, you, you should give give us a, a prep for what, what that means. Because I think we agree. So I guess taboos amongst Christians would be just things that maybe in the Christian community are like frowned upon or like it's kind of maybe like in a church setting it'd be like kind of controversial if. Talked about it? Yeah. Or if someone is doing that particular thing. Yeah, and I think this is more from like a traditional Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think one of the biggest—not <laughs> the biggest. Okay, so I'll just say them, and we can talk about them. Okay. I think being other anything other than heterosexual. Um, so you know, if you're bisexual, homosexual, pansexual, all of that. I think gender identity, like in terms of gender roles but also if you identify as transgender Mm. i think that's another big thing um what was something else um god being a man or just god having a gender and then also i think sex before marriage i think those are four heavy hitters like it's just for me i think you can't bring those things up without there being a sense of shame about it you know what i mean so it's kind of like don't talk about it we all know like what the Bible says. Don't do it. Don't do this. And for me personally, it's like hard to just hear that. Like outside of the sexuality, I think thing. I think just the gender roles alone. Like I've never quite agreed with it. How it's been delivered. I think when I hear people talk about it, it's like you know you don't have to take it literally. But it's like I think that's one of the hard things for me about some of the taboos amongst the Christian community. There's a group of people who I think take things literally, like word for word, text for text, and then there are people who kind of interpret the text for its history and what it would have meant, like not word for word. How mm-hmm. do you feel about that? Like, do you think that's the difference, or it's kind of just like, no, that that's the difference between what, like, the people who believe those things are taboos or believe they're not taboos. Oh man, it's like. I think it's a tricky topic. I personally believe that, yeah, I think that probably has an element to it. Like, are Christians different interpretations of the Bible? And like, you'll even see like some maybe this differences among the different denominations and stuff. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I think it has to do with our own willingness as Christians to accept what the Bible says is a sin. And I think depending on how you interpret the bible or the level of honesty you want to have with yourself you may decide to kind of ignore what the bible is saying or just accept it so i think it comes down to interpretation and honestly yeah so yes like what you're saying interpretation but an additive part of am i being honest and willing to accept what the bible is saying even though it may go against what i really want to do do you feel like that happens for some things in the Bible and not all? Um, yeah, I think there are some things in the Bible 
I think there's something that every Christian probably just ignores in the Bible because they really want to do it. For instance, like, I think there is this kind of like, I don't know if it's a taboo, but there is, it's kind of debated amongst some people. I know different Christians. I know about the whole uh, red meat. I don't know if you yeah yeah seen that part, but there is something in the Bible about like red meat, but some Christians feel like, you know, it's okay to eat red meat. Some people are like, well, the Bible says this. And then there's a part about drinking. Some people are like, well, he said this, so I can drink. And the other Christians be like, well, it says this, so we shouldn't drink. So yeah. that, in, you know, but like I said, I feel like in some ways we're going to interpret the Bible how we want to to fit what we want to do, honestly. Or at least I feel like a good bit of us. Yeah, I think the hard part for me is I, I agree with you at that with whatever you know the bible says in terms of the text like people will interpret it however they interpret it and do with it whatever they want to do with it i think with the four things i mentioned as taboos and i think this is just in general it's like there's a lot more pressure and attention and judgment on those versus other things Mm -hmm. which i guess i don't understand and agree with i think there are things that make people a lot more uncomfortable to talk about in general just because of the categories of what they are and how like they can drastically really like change christianity if like people were to say okay these aren't taboos like a lot of people would feel very very uncomfortable in some senses but the thing is i guess some people are already uncomfortable that those are taboos but it's like nobody's arguing (laughs) if you're gonna you know a big taboo about okay well i say well some people about like getting tattoos and stuff like that mm, that's another but, thing i feel like it's like debated because yeah then, you know there's text in there about that and then also astrology how is astrology a taboo um i think it's like a, a lesser known taboo but there are par- things in the bible that speak against using the stars to guide how you view yourself because it's basically like there's a subset of christians who believe astrology is is not something that we should be you know incorporating into like our everyday life and like how we view ourselves but i feel like that's that's like a lesser known one because i didn't i didn't really know about that one until like the past year yeah yeah i think there's just a lot of stuff in the old testament that i think is tricky like you know how like in the old testament they would like stone people mm-hmm. like that's definitely murder <laughs> you yeah. know and it's like murder is not you know when did they stop stoning people probably in the well actually i don't know <laughs> i mean i know they don't do it now but yeah. like it's just there's so many things i think some things like god being gendered a man that's more i think opinion versus it actually being like a a text taboo and when, hold on, let me say this, because I know people are going to be like, blah, blah, blah. I understand the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I understand. I understand. I learned it that way. I believe that. But I think when people say that God is a man, I think it's different than the interp- like, different than referencing him as a father. How so? Um, because I think father is an ideal, an idea. Like when you think of a father that protects you, that cares for you, versus God being a man. Like I understand when people say like Jesus was a man because Jesus was, you know, gendered a man. But how do you gender God? So why, 
I guess I'm trying to understand like why is it okay for you that that Jesus was gendered a man more so than God being gendered a man? Is it because Jesus was, was actually like in human. living form? Yeah, and I think there are some hints of things that have negative, for my opinion, have negatively affected Christianity because it's like, well, because God was a man, man comes first in terms of our gender roles and relationships now, mm. and I think that's the connotation that I think is harmful because when people say that you know God can be thought of as a mother I don't see conflict in the ideology of it I'm not saying God is a woman either but I'm saying in terms of how a mother's love is like caring and embracing and it's like I get the ideology of both I'm not saying one is wrong and one is right I'm just saying I wouldn't be like God is a man or a woman because God isn't human so I don't I just don't see why people say God would be a man I don't agree with that personally mm-hmm. I don't know I mean my understanding of it is that we say he's a man just because that's what it says in the Bible but does it say God's a man or does it say that God's the father I think it says he read it says he a lot and so he father I think if you just take those two things then you, that I, naturally I guess means man I mean I think it does but it's like where it doesn't you, say she where, or, where, woman or where mother. does that come from though like I think that's the part where it's like I get eh, tensed up because it's like a lot of things I think are historical and are very traditional and it's like even if God wasn't a man or a woman and they didn't know would they just feel more comfortable saying he versus she i mean i don't i don't think any reference would be made to she but it's like i don't know that's just i think about that in the back of my head i do think that i personally just feel like there's there's a lot of gray areas and a lot of things and humans don't know everything so in terms of like theology and ideology about things i don't take anything as definite Mm -hmm. um just personally because i do think even and this is just me personally even like with being a christian and going to church I've been in a lot of different churches where I've heard things said and I do feel like it's a violation of what the intention of behind words are. Mm-hmm. Whether it comes from hate or comes from trying to shame people or make people feel guilty. I don't think that's the true nature of God as I see God. So, yeah. And in terms of interpretation, sometimes I'm like, ooh, it's rough, <laughs> you know? But I, it's just one of those things. I think it's hard for some leaders um, in the Christian community to draw the line between making someone feel guilty and just making them aware of what is a sin and what's not. And one time I read someone say something about like, you know, sometimes someone will want to call you out on something because it's like it goes against something in the Bible. And they mm-hmm. were like, are you doing that out of love? And if not, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. So for like random people that we don't know, what's the point in like why call out a random person that you don't? Because you don't you can't love them. If, like, of course, love them in the way that we say we should love people in the Bible. But you don't love them intimately enough to be calling them out. Or like trying to correct them or bring a certain level of awareness to them. I get that. But I think it's like when you call them out, how are you calling them out? Like let's say for instance, and this is just very much an example. Someone interacts with me 
or meets me and sees that, you know, I'm obviously not the most feminine and I don't date men and they say, I'm going to call you out and be like, you know, I think what you're doing is not right. I think you are sinning. Where does that come from in terms of them calling me out in a form of love? Mm-hmm. And this is obviously know. not like me saying you would do this. I'm just saying in terms of like it being beneficial to me. I won't say it's beneficial to you, but I guess it's beneficial to me, me and then God. Mm. I don't know, honestly. I don't have the answer. I feel like, I, I don't know. I think it varies depending on like the type of Christian you are. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I've always been the type of person, we call it rebuke in the Christian community. Like I personally don't mind being rebuked because I want to be... I want to make sure that if I'm doing something that's not in accordance with the way I, I should be doing it based off what the Bible says and how God wants it to be that that someone would rebuke me on that. But I know others might not want to be rebuked. Mm-hmm. Like I personally, if someone says to me that that thing that you're doing in your life is a sin and if I didn't even know that, like the astrology thing, honestly, I don't know if it's a sin and all that, but when it was pointed out to me what the Bible says about it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm glad I've been made aware of this because I never, I never knew about these passages in the Bible that spoke on this. Mm-hmm. And you know what I was just thinking, and I think this might be a big potential difference of how you and I maybe embrace our Christianity and how like even with a lot of other people I've seen that we embrace it differently. I know that there are Christians who will live by text majority mm-hmm. and you know go to church and interact with other Christians and they rely minimally on their personal relationship with God mm-hmm. and I think personally for me it's not that I don't rely on text I don't rely on text like I don't read it I read it but I think I would rather have a personal relationship with God and allow for conversation and discernment and clarity on what I should and should not be doing mm-hmm. versus reading what I'm doing is wrong. That makes sense. And I think for me, like, it's hard to have, it's hard for me to do it and it's hard for ha- to have it done for me where people will be like, what you're doing is a sin because I don't feel like, honestly, they can speak on behalf of God and declare that. Mm-hmm. I think you can point out text and point out points of, you know, this is maybe in violation of what you should do and it says here but i just don't think humans have the right to be the judges mm-hmm. i think they can be people who expose um you know ideas and thoughts and have great conversations and really challenge people but i think when you like cross the line of like you are wrong i don't know i don't know if that's our place so would you say that that carries over in other aspects of your life like in a church setting you say you don't feel like someone should point out that something you're doing is wrong but like let's point out what you're doing is wrong but tell you like you are wrong for this Mm, okay like i i would if you went to church and it was like okay we should not physically harm people Mm -hmm. who you know are just or kill people i don't have a problem receiving that but it's like if someone just says like you're wrong and you're like a sinner because you did this. Mm. 
I think that there's a lot more there than identifying the sin. You're projecting it on the person. Yeah. And I think when you start to project actions on people, for me, that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Versus the action itself. I'll say, I don't think I've ever really had someone speak to me that way. So I don't know how I would, <laughs> how I would take, take it. that. Yeah, and I think there's just a lot of things where it's like, I there might are a lot start of, crying. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> no, and I think that's the, that's the thing about, I think the taboos. It's like, they're spoken on like, wrongness in relation to the people versus like, talking about the action and i think even with something as as big as like sex before marriage i would love if all the churches that say don't have sex before you're married can talk about why because mm-hmm. i think even in just like sexual education people are like don't have sex don't have sex when you can start to get into why there's a lot more room for people to actually understand i agree where that comes from i agree because i think that yeah and i think a lot of the gaps like for me in christianity is okay you might say like with the gender roles with the sexuality why and i think that's where maybe conservative christians start to stutter because i don't think they think about the whys i think they take it as like a literate do not do and i think from both sides of talking about it because i'm never gonna just not hear somebody out but in terms of having that conversation as much as i have to dig into the why of maybe why i think it is or is not right i think christians should do the same before they just say it's wrong yeah i agree to a certain extent i do feel like with certain things it's like i don't know it's certain things it's like eh, i think maybe just because god said so but, but the, I do but agree. But you pick and choose what you say that to, which is why I think you should ask yourself why. You might not have to tell me why, but I think you should ask yourself, why am I comfortable with saying this is a taboo? Why am I comfortable with saying that's not a taboo? Like, what's my why? Mm-hmm. And I'm just not, I'm not saying every Christian in the world is wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying there might be some, <laughs> some thoughts that you might come up with like, hey, there's actually a reason why I don't want to dig into this and just have those thoughts between you and God. Yeah. I think that some Christians honestly forget that part in the Bible where it says we shouldn't be, even myself, that we shouldn't be divided in the Christian community off of this word. And I I feel like the most divisive thing ever. (laughs) Like, I think so many people literally shy away from Christianity just because people are like, I heard it says this. Yeah. And it's like, it's so much bigger than that. Even, even me, like there's some things that I, you could, (laughs) there's some things that people say I violate in the Bible. But I'm still sticking. I'm still sticking with the Bible. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm not a Christian. I do think labeling myself as a Christian it gives people a lot of room to assume certain things, um, which is why I'd say I'm non-denominational and things like that. And I can talk to people about it. But mm-hmm. whew, there's just a lot that comes with. There's just so much with coming with saying like I'm a Christian. You're um, what's it called? Bearing the mantle? I don't know. What? What is it? <laughs> Or a mantle. As a Christian, we... You bear the cross? It's like, you're carrying the mantle. <laughs> Girl, I don't, I don't know. What, it's, it's the I cross. don't know what the phrase is. Yeah, the cross. But it's also another word they use, like a okay. mantle. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I think... Yeah. You kind of want to transition into the taboos about outside the Christian community? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay. Okay. So, so wait. So the, the taboos outside the Christian community. It's like us as being the taboos. Yes. Like, I think if you go to any of your non-Christian friends and, like, they're, like, having a really hard time and they're like, I'll pray for you, I think they just get really uncomfortable. You know what's funny? I feel like in the Christian community, maybe you're more of a taboo, but I feel like outside the Christian community, I'm more <laughs> of a taboo. <laughs> 
We're both taboos, but like, yeah, no, I, I think. Yeah. That's and, probably true. And I think, I feel like in a way that relates back to what I was saying earlier. Like if you're a Christian, and I know you don't like this phrasing, but it's like the way I view it, if you're able to, uh, what's the word? Kind of, I don't know the word for it. What's the word for like when you're like, you can ease, you can like blend in with everyone. When you're a Christian and you can blend in with people of the world in a way, you're. I feel like you're less of a taboo. I can't blend. What I, do you mean blend? Where the things that people of the world do, you do as well. You blend in so you don't stand out. So what? So we, we're going to have to get into this. For me, like there are things that I don't do and that is not... We talk, we talk about it's not part of my lifestyle so where like, I don't I, I'm always going to stand out in almost any setting I'm in because I'm like so no I don't I don't outside do of maybe a party setting what's an example of something that you don't do let's see that would be like very or dress. just honestly I'll say this there are things that I might do but I'm I can profess is a sin I'm just I'm kind of just sinning are you, anyway are you comfortable um, <laughs> I don't want to talk about all of them. That's, that's, that's good. This is gonna get tricky. Because I, I feel like I might be comfortable saying, like, you know, there's certain things I don't do. Like, I think I, dr- I do drink. I'm 22 years old for legal reasons, <laughs> and I do not try to get drunk. I think sometimes I might, you know, miss have a drink one more than I should, and, and I would be like, "You're a sinner, Alessandra." But it's like, okay, Alessandra, you should know your limits. Yeah. Um, but I like if I have a glass of wine at dinner, I'm not gonna feel as though I'm violating any of my boundaries that I align with God. But I know some people might not drink anything or even going to like bars and drinking might be out of the sector of what, you know, they find is appropriate. Um, So, but I want to, but if there's something you're comfortable with outside of things that are social or (laughs) what about, okay, so maybe we'll take it away from, I guess, like saying, what do you think about when it's like, Ministering, miner. Ooh, what? sorry. Minute, minute, ministering to other people. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause. Ministering to other people. This is very, always been something that's kind of tricky to me because I'm honestly someone. If we're not friends, and maybe this relates back to like our last podcast episode, I don't like pushing my opinions on people. Really, yeah. I'm only really the type of person where I'm gonna share my opinions if you're open to hearing it. Mm-hmm. I don't like getting in, I don't like getting in people's business. I don't like telling people what they should or should not be doing. That's just not really. If we're not close, like I don't have to really like that's just not a part of who I am. I don't. Mm-hmm. So with ministering to people, if I feel like someone. Is asking for that if they want to hear it, or if I'm feeling God is telling me in this moment to do that, then that's what I'm gonna do. Because sometimes I really do not want to, but God might be saying to me in that moment, "No, this person needs to. They might need to hear what you're trying to say." But in saying that, now I realize it can get tricky because then you can end up in situations where you're in where people are like overstepping their bounds a little bit yeah so it's hard with the following what you think you need to be saying and while also not pushing something on somebody that they don't want to hear because mm-hmm. if we flip the script with other religions i don't want to i don't want to hear nothing about some other religion so it's like why would some other people want to hear stuff about christianity so i never know how to balance so, it because i know i don't want to hear nothing about not not like i don't want people forcing 
yeah. their other religious and, beliefs on me. And for me, I think, oh, oh I'm going to say something. Okay. I think <laughs> with ministering to, minister, oh, God. ministering? Yes. Thank you. To other people, there are different ways to do it. And the way that I can be a good Christian in my eyes is not the way other people would do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go up to a random group of people and ask them if they've ever been to church and profess why if they do certain things or not do certain things they will go to heaven or hell Mm -hmm. there are some people who i've met who have not agreed with god even being real and the way that i minister to them is to show them a large amount of love and care Mm -hmm. i agree like i do think a lot of times people are just very sensitive with rhetoric regarding religion versus actions regarding mm-hmm. religion and i think one is easy to receive and then they're open mm-hmm. to the to the latter i think when you show people characteristics of christianity before commentary it's easier for them to take mm-hmm. and i think for me i do one much better than the other but also i think people are might might be naturally more open to me because I am the taboo mm-hmm. in the Christian community more of like someone else. Um, so I think they see maybe they see parts of like I don't want to say me and them, but it's like oh well she's obviously not perfect by Christian standards and she still says she's a Christian. So maybe there's something there. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think there are different places for all of us. Like I think there are people who you could minister to much better than me, and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know the people that you can touch. I really might not be able to touch because they might see me as a contradiction mm-hmm. and that might push them further away. So I think there's a place for both of us. No, I, I agree. I, I think that it all works together um, and that everybody has a part in, I don't know what it's called, like the body of Christ, but I feel like there are different, I like it. Like, I, look, I look at it like different sectors. There are the people who assist as like the entryway people. <laughs> Wait a minute. (laughs) Okay, so let me me finish the metaphor. You got people who like, there are people who do not want to hear a single thing about God. Then you got people who are like, yeah, they're at the door. They want to come in. They're peeking through. Yeah. But but they not they might not be liking what they're hearing. They might not be liking what they're seeing. But they're intrigued. Ow, my earring. They're liking what they're they're intrigued. Uh-huh. And there are people at the entryway. They're the greeters. Like, you know, in the church, you got the people greeting you. I'm talking yes. figuratively, though. There are people in real life who are those, the people who are there to greet those people. And they're maybe not there to force the word on you, tell you what you're doing wrong and all that. They're there to show you, I am love. I am an example of love. You will, you might not even know I'm a Christian until years later, months later. Yeah. But just because of the example I set, you know that I am love. And when you find out later, oh, you were a Christian this whole time? Whoa, like, yeah. maybe I maybe I need to know, know more about this. Yeah. Then you got the people who maybe they're gonna they're gonna give you some word. They're gonna like give you some Bible verses. Then past that, maybe you got the people gonna tell you, hey, the Bible don't say the Bible says you shouldn't be doing this. Then you got the people who are going to be hardcore ministering to you. There, I just feel like there are different levels. Yeah. So everyone is serving their purpose in a way. Yeah. 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 You know, like, I think there's one person that we know, we both know. And I think she's a great example of, she is just, 
and it's something i feel like we all as christians probably and maybe just people in general need to do a better job of which is like not judging she's just so oh yeah <laughs> i just feel like she's just such a a beautiful example of someone who who doesn't, you know, she's just living by example. Same yeah. as you though. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I don't think I do the best job of it, but it's something that <laughs> <laughs> like I, I try. I think I do sometimes, maybe not as much as you. I think I might be more of someone that people will be like, no, we don't want to invite her. No. Wait, what? <laughs> I feel like people look at me as like one of the like, I don't know. I don't know. It could be in I my think, head. It no, could be I, like I an insecurity. Think, I think it might be in your head because it's like the people who I'm close to who I care about I would treat them with a type of love and care that I think they appreciate Mm -hmm. and I don't know if they wonder where that comes from they might just say that's Alessandra I know why I treat people the way I treat them it's because of my faith and my relationship with God Mm -hmm. for you I think you could have a really good conversation with someone who's open and point them to the word and a lot of things that they wouldn't have not known Mm -hmm. and that like also perks their mind and their heart in a different way so i think it's not like you versus me it's just like we really just do it in different ways yeah and it really can have the exact same effect on a person yeah i'm just saying there are like other christians like you and the other person who i who i want to be more like like less less feeling like I don't want people to feel like I'm going to judge them. Because honestly, I really don't think I'm a judgmental person. Because I think... <laughs> I might. I don't think I'm that judgmental. <laughs> For me, okay. there's just a realization of, hey, this is a sin. But that doesn't mean you're a bad person. That doesn't mean I hate you. Whereas there are some Christians where they're like, this is a sin. I'm judging you. Like, you're going to hell. I'm not judging you. I'm just acknowledging that this thing in my life that I do is a sin. Mm-hmm. You might say it's not, but it is. Yeah, and for me, what I what I don't do is I don't say, hey, that's a sin. Mm-hmm. What I will do is I will dig into it. <laughs> Be like, do you really think this is a good idea? Do you really feel like this is good for you? Do you feel like this is good for your heart? What emotion does this come from? Does it come from hate? I'll really pick it apart. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's people, when people don't hear, because whenever people hear sin, they will shut their ears. Yeah. But if you ask them like just real questions, like they'll be like, huh. Also, I should say, I don't point out, honestly, I don't point out when something is sin with someone who isn't a fellow Christian. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Back to the ministry, I just feel awkward talking about what's a sin or not with people who, who aren't Christians because like, I don't, I never really, I don't think they'll understand. Stand. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really say that. I'm more so just like just have a conversation with them, you know. I don't mm-hmm. know. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, um, it's about that time. Why is talking about this important, Kayla? Um, I think talking about this is important. Want me um, to go first? Yeah, uh, you go first. Maybe okay, it'll, maybe it'll give me an idea. Okay, I think personally talking about this is important because for people inside the christian community outside the christian community there's a lot of divide Mm -hmm. um and i feel like the taboos are a big source of the division Mm. um people's beliefs about the uh, taboos people's disagreements um it's a divider and i think when we can come together and talk about the taboos 
it's less of a divider. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you or I are closer or further apart. I think we've just expressed our views and really shown people you can disagree mm-hmm. and not have division. Um, and I think the people who feel like, you know, because they disagree, there has to be division. I just want to vocalize that's not the case. Yeah. Like, I don't agree with certain Christians about certain things, but that doesn't take me further away from my religion, my Christianity. And I think that's one thing. I'm not saying everybody needs to have a different Christianity, but it's like the reason for all of this isn't to separate people and put people in silos and separate people and isolate. It's to bring people together um, for a reason. Um, for me, that reason is love. For me, that reason is just supporting and caring about other people. And you can even say other religions do that. And I'm not saying they don't. It's just like for me, I don't think it needs to be a place where it's like everything is wrong with Christianity because there are a lot of good things um, behind Christianity and for me having a relationship with God, um, but also digging into taboos that are in the Christian community that, you know, I'm a very tabooed person potentially. And I just want to reach out to those people who also feel like they might not be the perfect Christian or fit in or they have some relation to those taboos that I don't personally feel as though you're excluded from the Christian community because it's a very diverse, large um, community where I think everyone really is welcomed. So that's why I felt like it was important to talk about this today. Oh man, you pretty much said everything, but (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important to talk about just because I do feel like, like the Bible says, particularly if we're talking about it from the stance of within the Christian community, we shouldn't be divided about our different beliefs and like even for myself i feel like that's something i need to do a better job of but we all might need to do a better job just being accepting of what of our differences and how we interpret the bible and still ultimately doing what god wants us to do which is showing love to one another um and maybe even doing a heart check and 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 figuring out why it is that some of these differences bother us so much when maybe they shouldn't um and i think for like christians like outside of their christian community you know i think we should be making people feel like they are accepted and they are loved and that we're not better than anybody or that we're not we're not judging them we're just you know we just want the best for them and um yeah that's why i think it's important yeah i feel like we should all just yeah show love to one another the best we can and i feel like honestly i think it's easier said than done because a lot of the stuff i feel like non-christians are very disturbed by things that christians do christians sometimes very disturbed Disturbed. by non-christians and Mm -hmm. i think that's why i said we need to do a heart check like why do we care so much about what random strangers are doing or maybe not random strangers but yeah so maybe talking about it more will help with that yeah will help with us just coming together i agree uh to me god is love so we can all love each other on on every side from every from every perspective um so yeah so good this is good this is good stuff i feel like we might really get some people thinking what this one (laughs) Like, I think there, I do, I know for sure there are people who listen to this podcast who are either on one side or the other side. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are dead smack in the middle. There mm-hmm. might be a good bunch, but to the people who are on different, you know, different sides or perspectives, just, just hear 
our different views and just you know think about what you think yeah so and we're just encouraging thinking y'all we're not trying to we're not trying to force ourselves on you in terms of our beliefs at all or judge anybody yeah or judge or shame anybody it's just we're just talking but yeah thank you guys thank you for listening (laughs) make sure to follow those 2am talks if you are not already on instagram and share with your friends and family and we'll see you guys next time okay bye all right bye (laughs)